Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Dr. Brian McElroy, who is a primary care physician in Ireland. He's been at that for over eight years, and he also is uh, now training to become a teacher of the Alexander Technique. He's in the third year of a three-year program. And we're going to talk today about basically why primary care physicians might want to know about the Alexander Technique, either for their patients or and or for themselves. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. So, could we begin with a short definition or description of the Alexander Technique? Sure. Um, so for me, the Alexander Technique is um, involves a process of transformation. Um, practicing the technique involves shifting from an internal reliance on familiar thinking, feeling and behavioral patterns uh, to living in a more present, intelligent and creative manner. Um, so, so the technique, uh, I guess, is, is often quite rightly um, known for its benefits for uh, back pain and it's often associated with improving your posture um, but it, it, I, I guess it's it's becoming more widely known that the Alexander Technique has, um, is beneficial in, in a broad um, a very broad context from performance uh, to reducing anxiety to helping with uh, psychological issues so um, th- there's, there's a lot of different um, complaints that patients may present to their primary care physicians that would benefit from Alexander Technique lessons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And some of those complaints, uh, back pain, for it would be, I think, a classic example, are often very frustrating for primary care doctors because they often don't. There's no sort of magic bullet in the medical world to take care of that. And what I've seen is that many primary care physicians would kind of by default just recommend someone go see a physical therapist. Yeah, uh, back pain is so common. Like, like in, it, it, I would see two to three people with back pain every week, either chronic or acute. Um, and often we're really at a loss in terms of trying to help people with with the training we have um, mostly what we can do for people is give them short-term analgesia encourage them either uh, a balance of rest and some physical activity with long-term physical therapy as you mentioned or maybe things like acupuncture mm-hmm. um, and then for a small minority of cases we might refer to a pain specialist or to a neurosur- neurosurgical doctor for an opinion but it's for, for the vast majority um, a lot of them end up seeing their primary care physician um, maybe once or twice um, a month um, in extreme circumstances but certainly once or twice a year um, with recurrences of, of um, back pain neck pain um, uh, yeah so it's, 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 it really is a, a big um, big issue for primary care physicians so if, if, if referring a, a patient to physical therapist is often the, the route, 
what what is it about the Alexander technique that might be um, a, an alternative? So I, I guess from, from personal experience, I, I had I developed lower back pain in my fourth year as a medical student, and I had it for three years. Um, I tried everything under the sun, um, including seeing my primary care physician, a rheumatologist, having MRIs. I tried acupuncture, osteopathy, physiotherapy. Um, I even went to energy healers. I, I really tried everything, um, but nothing really had a long-term um, effect on my complaints. Um, and it was only when I found the Alexander Technique that I, I found something that um, gave me relief, both short-term and long-term, and made 100% sense to me, um, to my mind. Um, I guess for 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 physiotherapy, and, and I don't mean to dismiss physiotherapy as a treatment for for back pain. I do know that it didn't work for me, and it does not work for for a lot of people. Um, and it, it it does work for some people, but I guess it, what physical therapy will do is it will help strengthen certain muscles. But most primary care physicians will recognise when a lot of people who come into them with back pain. Um, you don't need to be an Alexander Technique teacher to recognize that their heads are often pulled forward and down, their lumbar curve might be exaggerated, or their thoracic and dorsal curve can be completely exaggerated. Um, they can be standing more so on one foot than the other. Um, often when you, pal when you palpate their muscles, they're in, in, in a severe muscle spasm. Um, and I guess what the Alexander Technique does is it helps to correct all of those things in the short term it can help to release um, muscle tension it which are muscle spasm and in the longer term it can help align the whole of the human being the whole of the mechanics of that human being when they're sitting when they're standing when they're moving so that their muscle tone is more appropriate for each and every movement right um so so that's that's the big difference really um like you can do all the strength exercises in the world, but if you're still sitting, standing, um, and moving around in a way that, that that's distorting the basic mechanics of your body, it's going to create um, it's going to create muscle tension. It's going to create um, excess compression on certain uh, joints and certain nerves, and and really um, both both strength exercises even even um, uh, 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 injections for pain won't help to correct um, uh, long-term the very basic abnormal um, or malfunctioning body mechanical issue. Yeah, I think your, your uh, point that pretty much anyone can see uh, in, their, in someone excess, severe excess tension and if they if they have that pattern as part of their living so to speak they're going to take that tension into any exercises that they are prescribed and so yeah. there is some danger of digging the habit in even deeper for sure and and i often have people coming to me who who describe that uh, like I'd love to go walking I'd love to go swimming but every time I do it makes my pain worse and now 
pe- people like people get to some people get to a certain stage where they're almost afraid to do anything and they don't know what to do, um, and and back pain can be so debilitating and create a, a terrible sense of desperation for a lot of people. Um, and my 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 strong opinion is that the Alexander technique can can really be be uh, an enormous help for for a lot of people and and it's it's backed up by a wonderful study in the British Medical Journal. It's it's ten years old now, but um, uh, it, it was a large study involving over five hundred people, and they compared um, Alexander technique lessons to uh, massage, our, our standard therapy and exercise. Uh, and what they found is that people who had um, 18 lessons of the technique had 80% less pain one year after um, the beginning of the study. So it, it not only showed a significant benefit, but the key, in my opinion, is that um, they followed up for a full year because often with a lot of different therapies, you get short-term benefits and it's hard to know what exactly helps, whether it's the relaxation process are the so-called placebo effect of believing that you're going to be helped from whatever you're receiving. But when you have something that brings about an 80% reduction in pain after one year, then that's, that's, that's a really significant finding. Um, and I think, I think primary care physicians would know more about the Alexander technique if that study was replicated or if there was more studies like it. But unfortunately, and again, I, I don't mean to be controversial in saying this, but the Alexander Technique isn't a drug sponsored by million or billion dollar drug companies. And if it were, I think it probably would be the number one selling drug for back pain. Um, yeah, and so. and and for our listeners who are in the U.S. or can't, or especially the U.S., uh, I did have a conversation in another podcast with a. Uh, a spinal neurosurgeon who was very enthusiastic about the technique and he said in a way it's too bad from our point of view that it was the British Medical Journal and not something like the New England Journal of Medicine where it would have gotten a lot more coverage in the States so for sure yeah, yeah, that's for just sure. a little aside there but you know this whole business of excess tension which of course as, as you say, is can be associated with back pain or neck pain or other other symptoms of that kind. Also, it seems to me, uh, is correlated pretty strongly with some of the emotional states that you mentioned as well, anxiety and uh, perhaps even depression, that, again, there is that physical correlate to the mental, someone comes in to the doctor and says, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious all the time. I think there's a pretty good chance, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're going to notice that they're also physically tight all the time. Yeah, uh, absolutely, Robert. And like, like what Alexander discovered is that we're, we're, we're psychophysical creatures. One is inseparable from the other. And, um, uh, again, as as a GP or as someone who's who's experienced um, six months training in psychiatry, um, you 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 see very obvious physical manifestations of things like depression or anxiety from from someone who, whose eye can whose eyes are constantly on the floor if they're depressed or if someone is anxious where they've got their legs crossed and they're 
they're really really tight in 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 their in their bodies they're they're leaned over and compressing themselves in a very um uh in a very dysfunctional way which in my opinion just adds to the low mood um because they're experiencing themselves as as uh, their 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 experience is becoming more and more contracted um and what's what's wonderful about the alexander technique is that uh, in terms of a person's attention it tends to open up a person's attention they tend to feel more relaxed but also more expansive both in the by practicing the semi supine which is often part of alexander technique lessons but also in indirect lessons um the other the other really interesting part of this and and again i i know from personal experience is that like uh, like alexander described how his technique is about how we respond to the stimulus the stimuli of life um when i first came to the technique um i had finished my first year of uh working as an intern in ireland um which is similar i think to the first year that you finish uh, after you finish med school in the us where you work 60 to 100 hours a week um but i was essentially burnt out and i i really didn't know whether i would be able to return to medicine and practice as a doctor and during that time period uh, i went to see two psychotherapists and both of which were 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 somewhat helpful but it was actually the lessons in alexander technique that really helped me to deal with the the day-to-day difficulties of of life and um, both as a person and as a doctor um so when when i went back to work um i felt so much more empowered to deal with the um with the challenges of of working as a doctor um uh, it it was it was a radically different experience for me because um the alexander technique i guess again involves um becoming more aware of your body and becoming more present within your body uh, and noticing um how noticing the subtle ways in which we respond to it could be a person who's um complaining about um a, a physical ailment or it could be someone who's who's angry with uh the service that you're providing or another doctor has provided and these stimuli can so easily um put 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 me or any doctor off um in terms of how they go about the rest of the day um Uh, and and by recognizing that i guess by recognizing for any um challenging situation that previously has put you wrong and um, you can use what alexander described as uh, inhibition as in not responding how you would normally respond uh, and learning ways in which you can respond in a in a more calm in a more quiet and in a more integrated way for the benefit of yourself and for those you're working with and um, for me was an absolutely remarkable learning experience and continues to be so yes and um, you know oh sorry one thing that i wanted to add is bit of a side note but actually pretty relevant these days in the us that one of of course one solution uh, i put the word solution in quotes is is prescribing uh, painkillers and in the US there is this terrible uh, o- opioid crisis that we're now facing um some of which 
came about just from over prescribing of 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 um, these new modern and very powerful um, opioids and sure. so primary care physicians in the US now are being kind of warned about that and have to come up with some other solution in many cases and um, the Alexander technique does have the advantage of being pretty empowering for people who use it. They learn how to take charge of themselves. And um, it's not addictive other than some, some people go on to be, are so interested in it that they go on to be teachers. But it doesn't have that addictive issue. So sure. it's it's I think a pretty pretty good thing to know about. I don't know what the opioid situation is like in Ireland and England these days, but in yeah, parts I, of the I, U.S., it's a it's a serious serious crisis these days. Yeah, I I think it's certainly a problem that's growing over here, but not to the degree that it is in the U.S. I think like what strikes me really is that, in my opinion, that all doctors really want to help their patients um, and I think the opiate crisis is one of these things whereby again powerful drug company representatives give very very um, uh, strong messages to doctors that like in the instance of opiates maybe 20 years ago when their marketing campaign was in full swing um, what often happens is that the drug companies um, overstate the benefits and minimize the risks mm -hmm. um, uh, and the other I guess the other thing in terms of the Alexander technique th there was a wonderful presentation at the recent um, International Alexander Technique Congress in Chicago of how Alexander technique can be helpful in addiction um, it was given by a lady called Rebecca Ferguson um, and, and she spoke about how like Alexander technique is the ultimate re rewiring of a nervous system gone wrong, um, and in addiction, really, what you have is 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 um, uh, at, a, at a neurobiological level, you've got um, a, a brain that is completely reactive, and uh, the fear, flight, or flight responses are very much prevalent in most people who are addicted to something. That's usually the reason why they 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 go they seek the the drug in the first place that are pain um but but basically the alexander technique by helping to calm the the person's nervous system and by empowering the person with the fact that we always have more choice in any given situation can really be helpful for for addiction and and the um yeah the, the lady's presentation was 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 quite remarkable to illustrate that point in in an addic in an addiction setting right me. right yeah. and she speaks from personal experience herself yeah. so it's sure. uh, it's very powerful is there yeah. anything else that you would like to say to a primary care physician who might be listening to this podcast um yeah sure i guess first of all if 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 they're curious i would really um, encourage them to approach Alexander Technique teachers. Um, as a primary care physician, you may even get your first lesson or two for free if you ask kindly, um, because really primary care physicians are, are we are gatekeepers in terms of people's health, uh, in terms of people um, that come to us. We we either open up gates or doors that are helpful or unhelpful. And in my opinion, 
the Alexander technique is so helpful for people with problems like back pain, repetitive strain injury, um, a range of other musculoskeletal problems. Uh, and I think there is there there is growing recognition, at least in the Alexander Technique world, of, of how it can be helpful for different psychological states or psychosomatic complaints. Um, so if you're an, if you're a primary care physician listening to this, I'd really encourage you to go for lessons. And if you don't go for lessons, read the research that is there. There's a growing body of research, over 100 papers published on the technique. Um, and um, I'll read some of the books that are available. There's probably 50 to 100 books available on the technique at this stage. So okay. there's lots of resources out there. Well, this might be a good place to, to bring our conversation to a close. Uh, my, um, I, I will put a, uh, a link to your website by the interview and to a website that will allow uh, you to find a teacher in your area and learn more about the technique. And I'll, I'll also make a point of putting a link to a page on that site that, that lists pretty much all of the research, uh, the medical and scientific research that's, that's been done on the technique. So uh, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure to contribute. Thank you.